Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in our studio today is my co-pilot, Lil Barron. Hey, Mr. Case. Lil Barron. <laughs> How are you? I am so good. How good. about you? I'm doing good. It's good. a good day. Things are going well. Great day. So a couple of weeks ago and kind of throughout the history of the show, we, we talk about challenges and health issues that we're facing. We mm-hmm. talked specifically a couple of weeks ago about heart disease. Yes. Uh, we talked about it being the leading cause of death for both yes. men and women, which, mm-hmm. you know. I like hearing that. Yeah, that's no fun, right? <laughs> Today, I want to focus a little bit on one of the contributing factors, oh, and that good. is high blood pressure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I don't have that, so I'm okay. <laughs> oh, okay. So you perked right up. I know. Right Finally, up. one thing you talk about, I don't yeah. have. <laughs> <laughs> so, so just quickly, a few things that we want to be aware of, and, and that is that um, again, high blood pressure is a contributor is. to uh, heart disease. Mm-hmm. So we want to be aware of the things that can elevate your blood pressure mm-hmm. and be, you know, just kind of educate yourself mm-hmm. on that. So you definitely want to get your blood pressure tested regularly. Yep. Yep. Um, Dr. Ali Rahimi, who is a cardiologist at Kaiser Permanente in Atlanta, says high blood pressure is silent. So you don't know if yours is elevated unless you get it tested Mm -hmm. during your annual physical. So keeping up on that is important. Don't miss the surprising things, um, you know, that are, that that might be coming along. And then we also, Mm -hmm. I want to share today just a few things that might be affecting your blood pressure as well. So the first thing is to understand the numbers, you know, those, those numbers of of what the the blood pressure is. So normal blood pressure is defined as a systolic pressure and that the systolic is the top number. We know that it has a top and a bottom. Uh, That's the blood pressure reading that measures heartbeats while pumping the blood. And we want it to be below 120. Right. That's the number we're looking for. And it's also made up of a diastolic pressure, which is the lower number. And that reflects the pressure in the arteries in between heartbeats. Right. And we want that to be below 80. Right. So 120 over 80 Mm -hmm. is as high as you want it to be in an ideal situation, right? right? So knowing your numbers and what that means uh, can prevent heart attacks and strokes by taking action to lower your blood pressure. If it's elevated, that's according to Dr. Rahimi. Anything above this may indicate a problem or the early stages of one. And uh, you can find out again by getting your blood pressure checked regularly, especially annually at your annual physical. Right. But a few foods that we ought to be aware of that may be affecting your blood pressure. Number one, salt. Salt. Yeah, we all know this one, right? We (laughs) want to make sure that we're doing our best to slash that salt intake. Now, salt always gets a bad rap when it comes to high blood pressure. And while salt is not always public enemy number one, it can cause trouble for certain salt sensitive individuals. Sodium can lure water into the bloodstream, which can increase the volume of blood and the blood pressure. So Mm. that's what's happening inside of your body. Most of the salt that we get doesn't come from the salt shaker. Right. It comes from the processed foods yeah. that we eat. That's again, according to Dr. Rahimi. So if it's coming down to the processed foods we eat, then the key is to read the labels on the foods that we eat. Mm-hmm. So the American Heart Association recommends no more than 2,300 milligrams of sodium a day with an ideal limit of no more than 1,500. So they're kind of giving you a range there, Mm -hmm. but ideally you're in the 1500 range. Um, Read the labels and look for wording like low sodium. Low Mm -hmm. sodium means that it has 140 milligrams of sodium or less Mm -hmm. per serving. Sodium free 
means that it has five milligrams of sodium or less. Oh. Or another thing that's a lot of times on labels is no salt added, mm-hmm. which doesn't mean that it doesn't have sodium per right. se, but it's, they haven't added extra into right. it, right? But even a small reduction in the sodium of your diet can reduce your blood pressure. That's according oh. to doctors at the Mayo Clinic. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things we want to make sure that we're doing is snacking smart. Oh. We all like to have a little snacks here and there, right? Right. Yeah, we all do. <laughs> But people on a low-salt diet can struggle sometimes to find low-sodium, healthy snacks Mm -hmm. that will help control your high blood pressure. Fresh fruits and vegetables are always a safe way to go when it comes to healthy snacking. So keep that in mind. Most of us, we we just don't get enough vegetables, right? right? And for some, the high cost associated with fresh vegetables might be prohibitive. So we turn to the canned vegetables. We know that there's sodium there, but Mm -hmm. this is interesting. I didn't know this. Canned veggies do contain sodium, but rinsing them off before you eat them can dial sodium back for a more affordable alternative. So if fresh is tough and you're going with the cans, you can still do it, but just rinse it off a little bit before you eat it. I didn't know that either. Um, Also uh, go bananas. You've heard the phrase an apple a day keeps the doctor away, right? It does. It's good. Apples are good for you. We're not, we're not anti-apple here. We're not knocking apples, but a banana a day may help keep your high blood pressure at bay. They say we know that potassium lessens the harmful effects of sodium. That's according to registered dietitian, Dana Hmm. Green. Um, She says the more potassium you take in, the more sodium you excrete through your urine, but there's more potassium eases tension in your blood vessel walls, which can help reduce blood pressure. And uh, a medium banana has about 420 milligrams of potassium. And it's easy to include that in your breakfast or as a mid-afternoon snack. The recommended potassium intake for an average adult is 4,700 milligrams. So you'd have to eat 10 bananas to get it all. But <laughs> okay. there are there are other food sources, according to the American right. Heart Association. Sweet potatoes, mm-hmm. it's a great source. Chicken, broccoli, peas, lima beans, tomatoes, potatoes, and citrus fruits are all excellent sources of potassium. Oh. So just you know a few things okay. to keep in mind when we're talking about high blood pressure yeah. and heart disease and things like that. We want to get to today's guests. Yes. We get a double whammy of goodness today <laughs> yes, because we today do. we get to talk with Cindy Gilmore. She is a 13-year athlete wow. at the Huntsman World Senior Games. She's a swimmer, a swim coach, and is joined by Bruce Schroeder, who is an eight-year athlete wow. at the Huntsman World Senior Games. Both are instrumental in starting the Trailblazer Master Swim Group and are committed to helping masters swimming grow and thrive. Welcome to Cindy and yes, Bruce. How are you guys today? Thank you for being here. Great. Great. Happy to be here. This is Bruce. I'm happy to be here too. Yeah, we're excited to visit with you for just a second and, uh, you know, kind of get a, a lowdown on master swimming. First of all, let's just define it. What What is master swimming? So master swimming is really uh, swimming for adults. So anyone 18 and over is considered a master. It doesn't really have to do with how proficient you are. We have all kinds of swimmers uh, who consider themselves a master swimmer. So a master is reference to an age group, not to a skill level. Well, then I could be one, right? <laughs> is that what you're saying? Because <laughs> if it's skill level, I'm we out. might have to rule both of us out. <laughs> and also it refers to the United States Masters Swimming Association. That's where the word masters comes from. Oh. It's kind of a misnomer because a lot of people think they have to be good swimmers to be a master swimmer. But really, we welcome people of all different um, ages, 18 all the way up to 100 and however old people can keep swimming, which is great. Wow. And uh, it really uh, 
it's it's a name, master yeah. swimmer. So it's we welcome everyone. Yeah, and you know, honestly, we deal with that a lot yeah. here at the games because senior is a word that means one thing to <laughs> some people and another thing to others. Right. But it's just a designation of an age group. Yeah. Uh, for us, senior is fifty and above. For master swimming, it's just an adult eighteen and above. And um, so you know, lots lots of ways to get involved. Right. Speaking of swimming, though, I'm interested from the both of you. How did you both get into swimming? Cindy, let's start with you. What, was this something that you picked up later in life or something you've done from? No, I swam as a, you know, in elementary school. My brother happened to be a very good swimmer. I wanted to do dance and art, but my mom wasn't like the moms nowadays who are willing to drive their kids everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go swim, which it wasn't my sport of choice, but now I'm so thankful that I learned as a youth because it's, it's a hard, harder sport than most to learn as an adult. Um, so I learned, I swam, I swam a couple years in high school, then I quit for about 25 years. And uh, a friend of mine, we said, let's race across the pool. And we got across and you're fast. No, you're fast. And so we decided, actually, she was an assistant of mine. I uh, got us a membership at a YMCA and we started swimming as masters. And um, have, I've been swimming ever since. And it's been a blast and a blessing for my health, for my well-being. It's just been awesome. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Bruce, how was swimming introduced to you? So I was probably in first grade when I started swimming at the local YMCA. And that was, I, so I progressed through their lessons. I was a minnow and then on to be a shark. And so I was you know, able to swim. Our family used to take vacation every summer in Northern Michigan. And so I would swim in, in lakes there and a lot of swimming. And then in high school, I swam on the swim team, um, and, you know, was an okay swimmer. And then from age 18 until I started competing at Huntsman, I didn't really swim at all. I mean, I would swim, but not, not competitively or not yeah. other than just splashing around. Sure. So, so what's the, what's the appeal of joining a master's club or like what, what's the, what's the, what's the greatness about it? Why would someone want to do that? Bruce, let's start with you since we started okay. with Cindy last time. Sure. Um, the advantages to a club, I quickly found out. So I decided I wanted to swim in the Huntsman games and I looked around and it's like I didn't really know really how to compete anymore. I'd never been off the blocks since I was 18. <laughs> I didn't know what all the various whistles meant. So I found a, a local uh, person who organized and shared how to do all that. And so that was a, a huge benefit for me to have someone who knew kind of the routine uh, and could help also help with stroke. And then I, I started swimming with these incredible other people. And it was like, wow, I, I want to keep doing this. I love it. I love it. Um, I, I feel like you're a little bit in the the group that I would find myself. I didn't, I never swam competitively. It wasn't an option that was available to, mm-hmm. to me in the small, tiny little town where I grew up. You know, <laughs> yes. we did, we did have a swimming pool, a community swimming pool. And I was actually the lifeguard during the summer months. And so I knew how to swim, but I never swam competitively. Um, but it's intriguing to me. I'm interested in the concept, but I, you know, like you, I don't know what the whistles mean and coming off the blocks would be a little intimidating to me as well. So there's some immediate benefits right there and just hanging out with people who kind of know what they're doing. Right. 
Yeah, that's really what I found. And and I also found that people were swimming for various reasons. Some of them wanted it for fitness. Some were more for the social aspects, just to have other people, you know, at the end of the pool when you were swimming. Um, there were a few triathletes that, you know, they they had different goals. So it, it was fun getting to see the range of types of swimmers. Yeah. Excellent. Cindy, what about you? What drew you to master swimming? I know you talked about your friend already, but what are the other benefits that you've seen being a part of the master swimming movement? Oh my gosh. There's so many. Um, for me, a lot of it's social. I love having a group of people to go and, and hold me accountable. If I don't show up, somebody's texting me saying, why were you at the workout today? And um, we have uh, everybody there has been supportive and fun and encouraging. And yes, we compete when we want to, which makes us better swimmers, work harder. Um, the, the physical benefits of having people to swim with is very, um, it's, it's really important for me. When I swim by myself, I am a complete slug. I just do not push myself. I have excuses. I think, oh, well, I have a written workout, but maybe I'll skip that. But when I'm with people, we do the whole workout. We do it on an interval. Um, sometimes we take us, we call it a senior discount. And okay, we're not going to swim that hard today, but we have each other to, to encourage each other. It's, it's just fun. And I've met some of the best people um, from all different walks of life and different ages. It's, it's really great. But for me, a big part of it is health. I just really feel like swimming is one of the best things that you can do as an older adult. It's great when you're young, but it's one of the few sports that's not hard on your joints. It's really great for your lungs and really great for your heart. And um, you can swim hard or easy. All of it's really good. It's, it's great for your muscles. Um, it's, it's, a, it's really just a lovely sport. <laughs> it's, There's it's no really question. T- yeah. Tons of benefits. You mentioned a lot of them. The, the ease on your joints. There's still some resistance. So you've got the right. strength training, a lot, a lot of great things. And like both of you said, there's, there's lots of reasons why you might get involved with a master swimming group. Maybe it's just for the social. Maybe it's just for the fun. Um, but, you know, we happen to run a competitive event right. called the Huntsman World Senior <laughs> Games. Maybe you've heard of it. <laughs> and um, so there is a competition aspect that we're interested in, and we want to provide that for those who, who want the competitions part of it. I think for most people who aren't in the swimming community that aren't a part of a master's club or that don't have kids that swim, we see it once every four years on the Olympics. I mean, that's you know, for those of us that are kind of the lay people, uh, give us a kind of an overview, Bruce, if you would, of the different strokes that are the competitive strokes for those that may not know or remember them. Sure. The, the competitive strokes are, I'll, I'll start with the butterfly. That's the one where both hands are out, come out of the water at the same time. And it's like the person is dolphining down the, the lane. Uh, it, it's really a fun one to watch. There's also the backstroke, which is done completely on the back. And you, so you're looking at the ceiling the whole time. You have to know when you're getting close to the wall so you don't run into it. Uh, the next stroke is the breaststroke, which is a, a, a real common stroke you see people doing when they want to just keep their head up and and swim along. And then when as far as the racing part of that, it's it's very it's it's an odd looking stroke because people's heads keep bouncing up. They take a breath and then get back down into a streamline and do a real strong frog like kick. 
and then the the fourth stroke is the freestyle, which is the the one that most of us are are very familiar with. It's the with what Johnny Weissmuller used to do in the Tarzan movies is just you're swinging both your arms and kicking your feet and um, breathing when you need to off to the side. Those are the the four main strokes that you see. And in a competition, all of the strokes have different lengths that they go from short lengths to a little longer uh, up to what's, what's essentially a mile swim in the pool. And um, I guess one of the events that you see is when a swimmer will do all four of the events themselves. So they'll start with the butterfly, do a section of butterfly, then backstroke, then breaststroke, then freestyle. And that's what you would call a medley, right? Yes, that's a medley. And so a medley relay, which the U.S. and the Olympics uh, really does typically very well, where uh, one swimmer will take off, swim their lengths, and then uh, hand off, not really a handoff, but as they come in and touch the wall, the next swimmer explodes off the blocks and races their part. So it's four swimmers uh, as a team in a relay. So four main strokes that are competitive strokes and then different distances from short, which would be a 50 meter, right? Isn't that the shortest race? Yes. And then all the way up to a 1500 meter, which is roughly a mile. And then of course, like you said earlier, uh, there are triathletes that will swim further than that. And it's all part of that masters, you know, getting in the pool and just, you know, exercising and, and there's just tons of tons of different options that are available to people. Right. Yes, absolutely. So, Cindy, tell us your favorite strokes. You, you're a competitive swimmer, as I said. You've competed at the Games for 13 years, which is mm-hmm. amazing. Uh, almost to your 15-year ring, just two years away from getting a commemorative ring for your uh, endurance within the game. That darn COVID. <laughs> I know. I know. It's throwing everybody's count off just a little bit, for sure. But uh, what are your favorite strokes? What do you like to swim? I like backstroke. That's probably my best stroke. Um, but I do them all and I do the, I am the individual medley as well. So, uh, I, I, I like them all. Um, but backstroke is probably my best. Is there a distance that you like to swim more than the others? Do you like to sprint and get it done or do you like to kind of lengthen it out and go the long ways? Well, I like to sprint and get it over with, but my coaches all say I need to be more of a mid-distance swimmer, like the 200 or 400. It would be more, uh, my stroke is more fitted to that, but um, I listen to them most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> but, but sometimes you, you want to make your own decisions, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. That's great. So um, I'm, I'm wondering also, Bruce, you you have you hold a, a leadership role within the Masters community. Talk a, a little bit about that. So I'm at the this the country. The United States is divided into a number of what they call local Masters swim committees, and it, sometimes they fit within the boundaries of the state. Uh, there are fifty local master swimming committees across the country. That's about fifty thousand members uh, of the U.S masters swimming and so uh, i am the president of the utah lmsc masters committee and so there are clubs all over utah and they uh, meet in in various pools 
that's that's what one of the things that we're trying to help with is across the country there are probably oh maybe a thousand clubs so the trailblazers is a club um at a specific location but it's within utah so it's within the utah uh zone i guess you'd say and as you said, there's a variety of zones across the nation. And, and so, you know, people outside of the area who are interested in this, they could do a Google search and find a local master swimming group, most likely that they could join themselves. Yeah, that's what I would say is just put into Google. Uh, there have been several people who have found ours here locally that way. They just Googled uh, master swimming and and the location they wanted to go. And um, generally, Masters swimmers groups welcome uh, new members and and want you know to increase the participation and enjoy having uh, newcomers. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and actually, there's some reciprocity too overseas. Um, I've swam in Australia, Slovenia, Iceland with other master swimmers. It's a different organization. It's not yeah. US yeah. MS, but it's. Um, it's really fun. It's a great way to meet people across the country or across around the world. Yeah. So social. Yeah. I love it. I love it. (laughs) So we've got about a minute, maybe a minute and a half left. Um, Cindy, what advice would you share with someone who is hearing the show and thinking, and you know, I, I used to swim as a kid and I haven't done it for a long time. Maybe this master's thing is for me. What would you say to that person? Come and give us a try and don't set your expectations that you're going to be as good as you were in high school. Just come uh, do our workout, but maybe do half of it or a quarter of it and take a lot of breaks. Don't overdo yourself and come and meet the people. And I think if you did that, wherever you are, whatever location you are, you'd enjoy um, meeting the people and getting back in the pool. There's something magical about being in water. Yeah. And uh, yeah. don't miss out on that. It's a great, it's a great thing. It's like yeah. you're flying to some degree, right? Yeah, yeah. And swimming underwater, it's it's really, um, it's just uh, swimming is, there's something very special about being in that environment of water. It's yeah. really healing, I think. Beautiful. I love it. About 30 seconds, Bruce. If someone's intimidated by the strokes, should, should they feel that way? Or what would you say to that person? So I would say uh, start with where you're comfortable. And I reassure people all the time that, the swimming is a lifetime sport, so no matter what age you are, you can start, and you start with the stroke you're comfortable with, and then can work into, you know, if you desire learning new strokes or swimming longer, or uh, we we like to think of it as we are swimming for life. Yeah, that's such a great concept, and one that we you know try to espouse here at the Huntsman World Senior Games that sport really is for life. You know, yeah. there's there's no entry or exit point where you're required to get in or out. Yeah. As long as you want to keep doing it, we want to provide that opportunity. <laughs> Uh, across the board for people to do that. Well, Cindy and Bruce, both of you, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your love and your passion for swimming. (laughs) And we're uh, looking forward to another great event here in October. And uh, hopefully, hopefully you're, you're both able to come and join us and we'll get a chance to see you in action. Great. Thanks for having us. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. Have a great day. We'll, we'll catch up with you later. What do you think? Well, you Are you know, convinced? I, I, almost. I, you know, 
I can do the backstroke, but that's it. <laughs> so, but that's one of them. I know. That's I had no them. idea. I thought for sure they'd make fun of me. Because <laughs> I couldn't go forward on my no, face. <laughs> not at all. That's awesome. Well, it's it sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, it Something does. to definitely consider. So get, get that. We both could go, Kyle. Get that Google warmed up and see if you can find a local swim club or if you're here local, then, then you know, Take advantage of yeah. it here locally. Just a couple of reminders to mm-hmm. wrap us up here quickly. D- registration, of course, is open. We've been talking about this for weeks mm-hmm. now, uh, for months, actually. Yes. So don't miss out. Get registered today. If your sport happens to be closed, yes. which some of them are, there's just a couple of them that are, get yourself on a waiting list. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to try to to do everything we can to get you in, but yep. we can't if you're not on that waiting list. Right. All the information that you need to know as well as how to register and the registration process itself is at seniorgames.net. And of course, we've been talking about this all year as well. 35th anniversary. Mm-hmm. It's a big year for us. We're going to celebrate all year long, including during the games, but leading up to we're giving away 35 registration yeah. fee waivers for our athletes. If you haven't already, you want to follow us on Facebook and Instagram to make sure that you don't miss out on an opportunity to get your 2022 registration fee waived for the right. games. You can find us at World Senior Games on all those platforms, social media platforms. And also open your emails. Yeah. When we send you one, open them up because there yeah. might be a chance to win a waiver there so, in your inbox but as Kyle, well. Kyle, what if they've already registered? Great question. We'll refund you. See? So everybody comes everybody. out ahead. Yeah. So yeah. it's all good stuff. We want to remind you to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. Of course, we take this live show, we turn it into a podcast, and you can access that anywhere where you access your favorite podcasts. And then all these shows are available at SeniorGames.net as well. Today's inspirational thought. Okay. It comes from John D. Rockefeller. And he says, the secret of success is to do the common things uncommonly well. Mm. Until next Thursday, stay active. Stay active.